awesome. I'm so happy that you were able to come on today. Um, I just, Thank I you. love your content. Yeah, I live in The Hague. So that's oh, nice. Um, yeah. It's really good. Like it's next to the ocean. I can see the ocean from my apartment. Oh, stunning. See if you can see it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never been there before. We should. I have a beautiful couch you can crash on. Oh my God. I'm so tempted to come because like with the job that I do, like obviously being self-employed, I'm like, I really want to take advantage and just see more places Mm. and like travel with it. But it's just absolutely incredible. And I'm so excited to have you on. So I might take you off on that. <laughs> I've agreed. It's really cool. As well. You can transform it into a bed and into a conversation pit. Oh, I love that. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have with um, twice with a girl here in Amsterdam. Oh, fun. Name, yeah, her name is Ginny. And we talked about um, being a woman and not wanting to have kids. Oh, interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. I and actually that topic as well. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to have kids when you get older? When I was younger, I would always be like, no, no, I'm not having, I'm such a like, I just love my life. Like I love not having to have, yeah. feel restricted. And I'm kind of like, I think I would like kids, but way later. Like I genuinely think I'll probably freeze my eggs because the 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 expectation that I have to have maybe have kids in like the next five years no No. that isn't happening and I think I never want to hold resentment or anything because I felt like I've had to do something that I don't want to do um so yeah my position on that is sort of like you know I I just don't think it's so annoying that there's like a biological clock which is why I think egg freezing I'd probably do but my um dad's sister like she doesn't have any kids and she's just living her best life and she's married and they have loads of cats they have like eight cats she's okay she's like like the other side of the spectrum like (laughs) I mean like for me I never wanted kids I still don't want kids I don't think I ever want kids and it's not that I hate kids or anything no it's it's nothing like that it's just for me I know deep down I don't want to be a mom I don't want kids it's just it's never been in there like I have a friend like one of my best friends her name is Amber and she is she's a mom you know there are some people that it's just like they are made for that (laughs) yeah she is just that's her and we like are very different from each other but like we we respect each other in those things and we we've known each other since we were 14 I'm 24 now yeah and we've all she has always said like ah when uh we grew up and I have kids you're going to be the sugar on to my kids since you're not gonna have any kids anyway you can you can give yes uh, like I I have kids when I want them (laughs) she's like then I can just go on all the money on mine (laughs) no it's so true how does your what's your partner's stance on it have you like discussed it I don't have a partner (laughs) Oh, I thought you said you had a partner. No, uh, I had I had one two years ago. We we were together for a year, and that was like my first real relationship. And he really wanted kids; he wanted two, and I didn't. And we discussed that when we started dating, and we were just like, "Okay, shit, like we can decide now to back up and yeah. not continue, or just see where it goes." And we decided to see where it went, which was. Yeah. A lesson I learned because now every time I'm dating someone and they're saying, oh, later on, I really want kids. I'm like, okay, red flag. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this because it's not something like, oh, I don't like Nutella or something. You know? No, it's yeah. kids. It's a huge part of life for some people. And to then be like, oh, I will continue dating you while knowing that I don't want to contribute in that big of a decision. Yeah. And it's it's just it's just stupid and a lot of people like oh you're you're young and you'll change your mind and yep 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 and I'm just there like no I didn't think I was like this (laughs) yeah no no like I always think you will find the right person that aligns with you and then you're just spending your time with people that don't hold the same values as you 
and wasting all like emotions and and not wasting I never say wasting but like investing yeah I had a I actually had a guy yesterday like two days ago I meshed with him on Bumble Mm. and he's talking and he didn't have his children's preference in his bio so I was like okay maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) we'll see but I'll I'll just ask him because I don't want to waste anybody's time yeah on my own and I was like yesterday I asked him like so like how do you see your future do you see yourself with that family you know Hmm. and he was like yeah I think having children is right for everybody and I'm like excuse me what right I I find that stance even weird like like I'm just like whatever makes you happy but like to be like it's the correct thing to do I'm like what I was like buddy and then he was like and how about you I was like well I don't want kids and I also don't date anybody that wants to have kids because I learned from past experience that it's very painful yeah um and he was like oh so you're like so I, I said, like, I normally don't date anybody. And he was like, oh, so you're like already pushing me away. And I was like, well, that sounds really mean, but I've learned <laughs> from past experience. It's a very painful thing. So I don't do it. And yeah. he replied back with, oh, all right. What a waste. What the hell? I find that what some people that you meet, I think, especially with online dating, you come across all sorts of people. But I think, did you this is uh, off track but like I think this is really good conversation did you like with your when you met your partner because I definitely think when I then found someone and was in my first relationship that's when I was like oh actually I I don't want kids immediately like at all probably around like 35 more like 35 36 just because I want to be able to live my life and I don't want that restraint but I think I came more around to that idea when I was in love with someone because I think I was like okay I actually see like how it would be nice to like have a child with you but obviously then comes everything else but I think yeah I think did being in a relationship change your view on it at all or did it sort of just like stay the same no it changed which was very but I think that was mainly because I was really scared of losing the relationship because I I became at the end I became very codependent and it like on my behalf that was not good Mm. and um I just I remember at some point I was talking to to my friend who wants to have children um that I said like you know because I grew up for a very long time with a single mom I always kind of expected that if I would have children I would be by myself yeah I never imagined having a partner. So then all the things of I can't travel anymore and I can't yeah. run my business and everything, it, it has to go because the child has to come first. You're raising a person yeah. and you're trying to raise a good person. So then suddenly have this person next to me who was like, oh, I love kids and I want to be a dad. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, well, you know, in that yeah. case, it could maybe work. But then came the biological part as well, is where I have a muscle disease, which means I can't have kids. And even yeah. if it would work, I would lose um, the like the working of my legs. And there's a very oh high chance gosh. that I yeah. give it to the child. And then you're just like, yeah, no, maybe then adopting yeah. is the best option. But then he said to me like, yeah, I don't know if I want to adopt. And I was like, oh, but biologically speaking, but, but, but I, I, I would lose my legs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I would I would break. Like, yeah. like, what? And he was like, yeah, but you would take away the experience for me to have my wife be pregnant. What? what? <laughs> no, no. Also, like, if you love, like, if it was the uh, role verse, you know, men had kids and my boyfriends are like yeah no I don't want you to have to go through that no so I was just sitting there like okay but then and he was like and you're still not 100% sure and he and he said at some point a very important thing he was like if we would break up if we already had a child you'd still have a child and the first thing that came up in my mind was like oh but I don't want that yeah and then I was like oh oh that's not good because a child should have parents who both want a child And if I am just doing this subconsciously because I want to stick together with this partner. Yeah. And then then I was like, 
okay, so everything that I've been thinking before about, oh, I have a partner and blah, 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 it's not fair towards a child because the will of wanting a child is has never been there. Yeah. So, yeah, and the first thing that happened when we broke up was like, oh, I don't have to think about this anymore. I don't have to defend myself every second of the day in this decision. So yeah. that for me was very clear, like, okay, let's not date people anymore that want kids. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're like just filing it down. So you you just want someone that's going to, as we said, like be more aligned with you in that sense. I want I want the fun uncle to my vodka. Aunt. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And you'll find that there'll be plenty out there. But I I that's the thing again because I think a lot of boys are just it's in them as well to be like I want a family, mm. I want kids, but it's like at the end of the day do you actually or do you just feel that pressure that you have to have that and I think more and more people are sort of breaking down that stereotype which is really good well if you meet them can you send them because in the Netherlands so (laughs) far like I think 90% of the people I meet on dating apps want kids really yeah it's crazy I mean, good for them, you know, like, yeah, we have a generations of dads that want to be dads, you know, and that actually get very excited about the idea of starting a family. And I had yeah. guys who texted me like, I can't wait to have a mini me. And I was like, block. <laughs> it's no, but it's like, I'm like really happy that we, that we get that, that type of support now and that they're super excited for it. And it just yeah. doesn't match with me. And yeah. I also think there's obviously sadly like stereotypically men have like with a kid and women with a kid it's women that is like staying at home more and looking after them more stereotypically so I think that's why actually may start you start to get a lot more girls that are like do I really want that because to be a dad is a bit more carefree whereas to be a mom as well you have to be pregnant for nine months you have to go through all of that like your body completely changing hormonal changes like so much they're just there just like supporting obviously but it's a lot more yeah that it doesn't come with as much baggage for them I guess as it would as it's not that they don't care about their wives being pregnant and everything but it's it's, and of of course the whole pregnancy thing takes a toll on them as well because you know your wife and hormones and everything or your girlfriend yeah and you have to like manage that you have to manage that I get that it's like it's different from both sides, but yeah. to have to think that we have to push it out. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Error. Big no. No, literally. I am, what I'm going to do, I realize I haven't, we haven't filmed like an intro. Uh, we sort of went straight in, but that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you the cats. That was the intro. <laughs> that was the intro. That's, that's all the intro we need. <laughs> Just the cats getting their own intro. Yeah. Um, I actually, I thought it'd be quite a, like, cute thing. I was going to ask you, like, three, like, just a couple of, like, little questions. They're quite random and don't feel, like, stressed out answering them. You know, they're chill. <laughs> so do you want kids? <laughs> <laughs> do you want kids? <laughs> the big one. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Um, as I was saying to you before, like, absolutely love your videos. If you haven't, if you're listening haven't checked them out please go check them out because honestly they make my heart happy when I go on your profile like they're just so amazing like that the photography of it all and everything incredible (laughs) you just start like blushing (laughs) you can't deal with compliments every time someone's like here have a little compliment I'm like no 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 me too (laughs) like I I, which is so weird because I am I think I'm a words of affirmation person but at the same time when someone gives them to me I'm like what do I look what do I say I'm like no and they're like just take the compliment I'm like I physically cannot I feel bad just being like thanks <laughs> but I'm not well you just like well you say like oh I love your blouse I love your makeup thank you I know right I'm like I sound I always and I've realized I started doing this I go like thanks I got it really cheap on sale like I'll like try and like <laughs> take away from it <laughs> or you know like with your makeup be like oh like I I will always like then say something negative about it and I'm like why am I why am I saying that to myself and then yeah 
it's a struggle but take the compliment because I fully and truly deserve <laughs> um but I was gonna like start off by I don't want you to feel pressured by this question um but I wanted to ask like what are like three things that you I guess admire in yourself and this is going to be hard after saying what you've just said because you always hard <laughs> to give yourself compliments so this is a good journaling exercise <laughs> I like uh, yeah I like that I'm creative yeah that that I like to like if there's an obstacle like also like thinking wise in solutions that if there's something that I'm like okay let's try something different or let's do it from this angle or whatever yeah um I like that I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm your therapist <laughs> I, kind of like... I I like that I'm um that I acknowledge myself when I do something bad or yeah. when I'm feeling bad so I struggled with depression um and I took it upon myself to be like I I can't keep going to my friends and just trauma dumping on them and then just take off because I don't have time and space for them to talk about their problems so I need professional help yeah and whenever now like I've been doing that for the past two years and now whenever I feel like hmm I might be struggling with something or a certain thought about any situations keep circling my mind I just text him like hello can we plan in another session because I need you so I think I I really like that about myself that I'm very I'm not per se critical to myself but I am aware that's really very self-aware yeah self-awareness that's the word self-awareness and I like that I'm very social yeah I can talk to anybody it's so easy for me to just like obviously I'm very scared as well like because there's still this fear of rejection mm-hmm. but I just kind of turn off my brain and I just talk until I think okay I can turn my brain back on because I think they like me and then yeah. <laughs> and and I, I really like that about myself so those are three things oh I love that absolutely love that and yeah definitely with the social one I can relate like just talk and talk and talk <laughs> It's, often, it's it's interesting it's often I find I mean from me personally like I think in a social situation those that come across as the most social are actually the ones that probably the anxious overthinkers <laughs> like oh whenever I tell people like oh you're so social like you never care it's like I never care do you know how scared I am from the inside how anxious and how hyper aware I am of everyone's facial expression and vocal tone and I'm like so is my present here being appreciated or or am I annoying or or oh you you put that cup down too hard so does that mean you you're angry with me yeah (laughs) you breathe slightly differently when you said that sentence (laughs) like honestly cannot relate more like oh someone yeah someone said to me they were like how are you so like confident and outgoing I was like (laughs) I'm there like she's like you just don't care I was like I'm so glad I give off that illusion because inside, <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, another question that I had um, was quite interesting. I thought, where did you grow up and how do you think that affected who you became now? So I grew up, I grew up in the Netherlands. I'm, I'm Dutch mm-hmm. and I grew up in this town called Almere. And um, Almere was built, it is now 40 years ago, out of the the sea. So they built an entire kind of gigantic island out of it um, for people who worked in Amsterdam, couldn't afford to live in Amsterdam to live there because it's a 20-minute drive to Amsterdam. Um, But it eventually went into a direction of a lot of... um, people from Turkey, Morocco, the Antilles, um, Suriname, a lot of those people came to live there. Yeah. And so I grew up on a high school where we had a lot of ethnicities and a lot of religion. And um, next to that, my mom was always under the impression that she rather took me traveling than buying me a Nintendo or a flat screen TV. So we, I already had traveled a lot as a child. 
um, because my mom wanted me to see the, I don't know how to say it in English, but like, you know, the, the, the areas in, for example, South Africa, where everybody is living in, in, in tiny little houses they made out of yeah, car, like different communities and yeah. yeah, like the really poor ones. And my mom wanted me to immediately understand that where I came from, I was very privileged and I should be extremely oh, wow. grateful. Yeah. And didn't really work because we were driving there and we saw like the very like those types of neighborhoods in South Africa where everything was made out of carton and 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 aluminum and everything and my mom was like look at these tiny houses 10 people sometimes live in these and I would look at them and I thought well that's so cozy <laughs> their houses are so colorful how nice and my mom was like, like, no, no. like yeah <laughs> not but it was very important. So I learned English from a very early age because I learned it on the road. And mm. which is why my accent is in a Dutch accent because yeah. Dutch accents, this is the English Dutch accents. This is how most of the people in the Netherlands will sound. Yeah. But because I grew up traveling and watching a lot of English and American TV, you I don't have on that. I picked up. I I also watched a lot of David Attenborough documentaries. So oh, really? I the British accent. That is so, like the epitome of the British accent as well. I know he's like the legend. <laughs> no, but so and then I grew up in that high school where there's a lot of different ethnicities as well, and you kind of sometimes really had to stick up for yourself because these people really got accustomed to always having to defend themselves because they. Yeah immediately got labeled as bad people just based on their skin color and their ethnicity so to me there was always this kind of not per se like just just they didn't know so I at some point I asked about I asked these two girls about the prophet Muhammad if they could explain that to me and they're like why would you care it's like because I want to know and they're like yeah, yeah you just want to make fun of us I was like no not at all I'm just interested yeah. in your side of the story and how it's going in in on your side so I think because I grew up with that every time I travel I'm very open to meet everybody and yeah. uh I'm not so focused on because I, I've had friends but they're like oh but you know they're darker skinned boys and we're going with them to a party I'm like they're boys the end like yeah. I yeah. get it that we that we can be that we can be scared because we got kind of programmed by um scare people and by tv and social media yeah. to these are the the bad ones and white people are the good ones but it's it's just so stupid yeah and 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 for me that's why sometimes in the comments i get people that say oh there are only white people in your video oh dear. and I'm looking and then I'm like there are and I have to look through the video I'm like oh damn they're right but yeah, I it should be that it's not seen right like you don't see color yeah no I don't I think the whole I don't see color is mainly being said by people who do see color yeah. and then try to justify themselves and for me it's just it's may, not I really your mind yeah it's not it's not something I pay attention to at all because I see the people and they're doing something and I'm not gonna run up to someone and be like oh you're black so now yes I will film yeah. you so that people know that I'm I'm not stupid you know so it's yeah but that's that's how I grew up okay very I'm, open I absolutely love that I mean what an upbringing as well having that traveling to those places from such a young age probably also feeds into like your creativity um and everything now yeah did you find that your sort of love for filming and that sort of thing perhaps maybe came from that or I my love for filming and photography came from watching Animal Planet and National Geographic when oh, I was really? a child yeah so and I've always been a very melodramatic person so I love acting and I loved so at first I've always thought I would be an actress and my mom was like, but do you want to be in front of the camera or do you want to be behind the camera? And I was mm. like, I want to be in front of the camera. <laughs> I want to be the star. <laughs> I want to be the star. I want to, I want to make people see how, how well I can articulate emotions. <laughs> and then slowly but certain, I started to see what the photographers did in, in National Geographic and with Animal Planet and all the animals. And I love animals. Like my background is in wildlife photography. Yeah. And 
I was just sitting there like, one day I'm going to go to Africa and I'm going to photograph and we'll see. And then I slowly, when I turned 15, 16, I got my first camera and I slowly started to create things. But I think I, and I think this is what most people think with when they see content from my page, they're like, oh, you're, you always know how to do this. And I was like, no, this took years of just trying to figure yeah. out how I want to express myself and how to do that with the social, how fast the social media platforms are growing. And so I think I finally kind of figure out how I wanted to represent myself was after my breakup, which was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need a life event, like something like that to really make you realize and like, you know, it kind of redirects you and you put your energy and time into other things. I'm also worried. So we have seven minutes left on this thing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send, I'll I'll just redo the link and then just send it to you on Instagram if that's fine. Um, But I did have another question was before we go into like proper conversation. Um, If there was, this is a classic one, something, one thing that you could go back and tell your younger self. And it can be, and it can be that you two years ago, or it can be that you 10 years ago. What would you go back and say? (laughs) It's hard because there's two points I would want to go back to. I think the first one would be right after my breakup, I made a video of myself the next morning crying on the couch and just telling myself like this is going to take time Mm -hmm. and I hope that when I watch this back in the future it will be better and please don't close off your heart and stay open know that there's love out there because my ex had cheated on me oh yeah yeah, it was it was shitty that and yeah it wasn't it wasn't a great great time and I think that is a point I would like to go back to to actually tell that person not per se like oh it'll be okay and blah blah but I think that mainly would be like you will grow around this yeah and this will be a part of you that will help you create something new that will help a lot of people and I think that will be but you're still gonna have to put in the work you you can't like there's a there's a quote that I read at some point and it's like you can't sit and stare at your wounds forever yeah you have to get up make, and make change and grow from that yeah so I think that and I think I would go back to when I was six so when I was six I had um uh my first stepdad I now have a second stepdad who came in when I was nine and he's like my dad you know he's yeah. he's yeah, my yeah. person but when I was six to seven, I had my first stepdad who was um, aggressive, abusive, um, the whole deal. And I'm still dealing. I don't like to use the word trauma because I think it's being overused by people who are just like, oh, I have, I have trauma because of this. Okay. I have yeah, I think. And there's such a wide spectrum of trauma, like what actually exactly. defines as trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So, but technically it is because it, um has continued into ptsd which oh, yeah yeah it's great and i think i would just want to go back and protect myself yeah not that my mother couldn't she she did her very best but she had to make sure i was safe and i think she kind of neglected herself from being safe in that process which had to make sure that i as a child had to come rescue her from certain situations where he became aggressive and I think I would just if I was this age now I would just storm into the house and beat that guy to a pulp yeah and and take them them out like the two people I care most about my mom and myself and then just the situation yeah I think or just make sure that she's never met him in the first place you know but that, that would also would have been great yeah yeah but we my mom and I have talked about it numbers of times also often still do to this day because I I still talk about it with my therapist and it's not that I'm mad at her because now that I've been in a relationship myself I was being manipulated yeah. and gaslighted I get it I yeah. get that you just you just want to 
fix it and you think this is just you know a bump in the road and you try and see the best in that person yeah Yeah. so yeah I think those two times I would like to go back to if I could change any well thank you so much that is so moving and it will help so many people as well just hearing that um so I want to talk about dating apps actually if we go into 20s I feel I feel I've been Uh, very relevant (laughs) I hate them but I kind of need them at this point (laughs) can't get off them my friend honestly became addicted when we were in lockdown she managed we live in London like we live in London she managed to get the end end of um hinge like she'd been through everyone and anyone knew so like anyone knew coming in would come straight up on her phone she had to limit her swipes like she was like I actually need to like she would give herself a time limit every day now but because so she met her boyfriend through the dating app but he she she was like the first girl he matched with because obviously he came fresh into the app within like 20 minutes of him downloading the app like he obviously came up on her thing she was like yeah <laughs> taking you Good so, for her though. yeah Commitment. eventually you know all that swiping she eventually found the ones <laughs> but anyway I want to talk um the main sort of topic for today on being like the pressure of your 20s because I feel like I thought your teens was tough but at least that had structure you know at least <laughs> that was some form of structure whereas your 20s yep. everyone's doing different things and I think there are so many different expectations that I don't know whether it's we put them on ourselves or the expectations at society I think it's a mixture of both to be honest um and I don't think anyone prepares you for your 20s I think that's the difference with your teens between because everyone's life in their 20s is so different whereas as we're saying like the teens you know you go to school to 18 and then you know may take a gap year may go to work may, you know there's it's it's very much everyone's sort of doing the same thing so it's kind of like a handbook in a way more to how to live your life then than now it's just what what is happening <laughs> everyone for themselves yeah Good maybe not ever in your favor (laughs) it's like a race like honestly and even just I don't know if you have this but even just seeing my friends is a challenge because everyone's lives are just doing so many different things and I saw my bestest like primary school friends yesterday and we used to see each other so much you see them every single day and now it takes about six months for us to all sit down like in the same room and we're like how how whenever we see each other now we're like okay we need to put a a definite diary in the next day and we are keeping that free because otherwise someone will be off doing something or yeah so um yeah and I guess as well like finding true happiness in your 20s because I know you spoke about that and I've definitely struggled with that and it really truly started I think coming into my 20s um and I think a lot of people have the same sort of when you move out of university or home and suddenly you're having to I think deal with a lot more by yourself um so yeah I guess how have you sort of (laughs) I know you're going to be like I've struggled myself but like in terms of like navigating your 20s What, what are sort of the things that you have done that you found have made being in your 20s easier? Well, uh, <laughs> all right, so, <laughs> yeah, next. Yeah, I think, like, I think what also really came into play with us in our 20s is that we had two years of COVID. Massively, yeah. And that, I think that just made things very different and very complicated and then for us we were still living here in the Netherlands you know and or in England but for some people you know Australia completely closed for I don't even know how long anymore but and then and your life just became kind of at a a standstill I I had just spent three months in South Africa and I came back and two weeks after that the lockdown started and yeah it was it was so weird and my mom was a high risk from going from that yeah 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 because I stayed in the bush I stayed in a lodge in the bush so the only people I kind of saw were the people living with me 
Yeah. And we would get like new volunteers or interns every two to four weeks. But, you know, you were just in your car and, and you would have your breakfast and your lunch and your dinner. And um, you would edit your pictures that you took on your drives. And that was it, you know? Yeah. So, and then I came back and my mom was a high risk patient because she just had surgery. So I didn't leave the house for two months. Yeah. I just, I just stayed there and crazy. I looking so, back we had we had um an like a curfew clock we had an alcohol clock at some point we weren't allowed to buy alcohol anymore after eight o'clock and oh, really it was it was intense here because people just started drinking away yeah in the evenings because they couldn't go anywhere anymore and I was living on a campus because I moved so lockdown started in March and I moved to a campus when I was when it was September so during our second lockdown I had a great because I had friends and we all lived together and we had communal areas where we could play pool and ping pong and soccer and everything and if someone got sick we would all sit in a hallway with their door open to their studio apartment (laughs) and we kind of eat together yeah so that really helped. And I, I got it into my first relationship. So it was, I was just like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. And then um, I think like, you know, you're 20, I'm 24 now. I'm turning 25 in December. So I'm always almost halfway through. Well, November, only, yeah. Sorry? I'm November, turning 25 in November. So I'm very, very close. <laughs> are we both Sagittarius or are you Scorpio? I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> my rising is in Scorpio, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> my, whenever I tell people that I'm a Scorpio, they're like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm one of those. Good for you. Um... <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, like, you know, our our front but you're turning 25 as well yeah yeah see our frontal lobes are almost developed right I keep hearing this yeah I'm like my almost. decision making is going to be on point <laughs> exactly after this we finally know what we want for the rest of our life it's interesting though I've definitely felt that slight I felt like more like mental clarity I would say I don't know what that's because I've worked on it but yeah is it because I went into therapy or is it because <laughs> yeah is it because I've actually like been paying more attention to my emotions I'm responding to yeah. them or is it actually my frontal what is it the prefrontal cortex or something low brain brain your brain <laughs> I think what has helped me structure my 20s because in your 20s I I experienced my first heartbreak my first real breakup I think I moved three times within within a year. Oh wow! And so in my in the beginning of my twenties, in the first four years, I kind of like I had my first relationship, my first breakup, my first heartbreak. Um, from the age of eighteen till twenty two, I moved around every six months. Um, and then I, before I turned twenty two, is it twenty two? Yeah. Before I turned 22, I had moved three times within a year. Oh, so wow. I moved to, yeah, I had moved from Utrecht to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam to The Hague. Yeah. And I had moved to Utrecht for school, for university. I quit university. And because my partner was living at the time in Amsterdam, I was like, let me just also move there with yeah. a with a house with a housemate. And, you know, never close by. And then obviously that didn't work out and my housemate was horrible. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm not staying here. And then I was like, okay, The Hague looks nice because it's next to the ocean and uh, I don't know anybody there. I have no friends there. I'm yeah. very removed from the friends I already have. So, yeah. you know, apparently it's the best decision right now. Yes, <laughs> stop fresh. <laughs> yeah, and it has been because I got a complete fresh start. Yeah. And I got to because I went through the worst depression I ever had. Yeah. Because of this breakup and because of that housemate, because she um was a very big trigger with unresolved trauma that I had. Right. And I moved here and I had to figure it all out. And obviously I had my support system, which I had to work on because I had been neglecting everybody because of my relationships, because I had become codependent. I've yeah. 
yeah had a similar situation before yeah okay it you sucks. learn from it though like you learn for now when you go into it because now I'm in a relation like different relationship and I, that is one thing I will never ever ever do now is neglect yeah. my friends because you look back and you're like I wasted you know not as I said not wasting but like you spend time with someone who then is just suddenly not in your life anymore when you could have yeah. been spent at like putting your energy into those friendships at the same time at the same time I think for me when when we broke up I had to call my best friend so Amber and I said listen I need to apologize for because nobody knew I was depressed nobody knew I was suicidal nobody knew I just suddenly moved in with my parents for like a month and a half even though I already had the keys to this apartment yeah but it just wasn't safe for me to be unsupervised on your own yeah and um so I called her I think three months after and she already knew that we had broken up but I was like okay listen um I was suicidal I have been living with my parents for I think the last month and a half two months um but which she knew because I I kind of like let her know through text but not really gone into depth and it was like I just recently received new medication um which just I got like five pills to help me sleep better and I still have one I always kept it just in case there ever was a gigantic emergency. Yeah. I needed to calm down, take the pill, then call my parents, yeah. uh, which is thankfully never happened. But yeah. and I was like, listen, I want to apologize for being a shit friend because I, you have two options, I think, when you're depressed. You can either be like, my friend should accept that I'm depressed and blah, 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 but it's not an excuse for being a shit person. Yeah. And for being a shit friend and so I was like listen I should not have cast you aside I should not have done this um and I hope that you will let me rebuild our friendship and prove to you that this will never happen again if I get into a new relationship at some point yeah she immediately forgave me she was like that's a good friend you yeah I'm so grateful for her and so and I had to do that with a couple of friends and they were all very nice and very forgiving. And I texted old friends again that I hadn't spoken to in years. And I was like, let's meet up. Let's plan a coffee date. Let's just, you know, and I have been able to rebuild so many great friendships in the past two years. And I think that is something that I think every 20 year old is someone in your 20s is a partner is great. Romantic relationships are fantastic but you can get so utterly completely lost in it that you neglect all the people that have always been there for you completely and I think it's just really important to be at some point like okay I want to be with my boyfriend I really I want to spend the week with him and yeah yeah but I have to meet up with my friends and you need to know how your friends are doing because it can't be about you the entire time or him exactly so yeah no I completely agree with that and I also think what you were saying about reaching out to old friends or even people that you meet because you do I come across people in life and I'm like you know when you just your energies match like you just click and I think sometimes it's so easy to just be like cool like let that slide and not actually like do send that message and follow up because I will never get a message from someone wanting to meet up and be like, oh, I don't want to meet up with them. Like, I, we're all in our 20s. We're all in the same boat. Everyone is wanting to meet, like, and have those relationships with other people. So I think, yeah, definitely, like, sending that message or to old people in your life because there's something that, like, as well, when you've had that history with someone and having that reconnection, um, it's just lovely. But, and definitely with relationships as well not letting I mean and I think you know when when you're out of high school you're out of university wherever you're listening this from and with your school education but everyone is going their own way everyone is either moving in with their partner they're getting engaged or married or they're traveling the world and they're not settling down you have so many directions you can go into now for men and women and and everyone in between and I think that it's so hard then like I, I've noticed that with some friendships that I do not have anymore they 
re- I, I felt resentment because I was traveling a lot and I was going everywhere, but I, I didn't finish school. I'm an art school dropout. Yeah. Twice. And, <laughs> and everybody's like, and everybody's like, Hey, you're traveling all the time. It's crazy. And blah, blah, blah. And now they are asking me like, wow, how do you travel all the time? Like, yeah. That it's like I sacrificed, you know, to a certain degree, a lot to be able to do this and to um, be able to do this lifestyle and to just have fun and think, oh, I want to go somewhere. I will go there and I'll figure it out. And um, but my one of my best friends, her name is Ember, and she lives pretty far away like it's a two-hour train drive to get to her oh wow yeah yeah and we've known each other since we were 14 from high school she has a boyfriend now for over three years four years almost in December and uh, they live together and she works full-time just like me she's a she's a kindergarten teacher and it's hard to meet up and it's hard to to find each other. But we make it work because we send voice memos, we check in, we randomly call and we have this app on our phones. I forgot what it was called. It's called Locket. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to expose it a bit, but like you have like your screen and then you can send. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I love with that. a little text. So I sent to her like, I love you. Oh my God, that's so cute. And then that shows up on her phone and we just do it with each other because you can do it with multiple friends. So yeah. then you see all their pictures, but we that's just do so it. so nice. And just like, just these are all types of things. Oh, that's that- so cute. Oh my gosh, I love that idea. It's called Locket, an app. Yeah, it's called Locket. And then you just, you just, you know, take a little picture of yourself and then shows up on their home screen or wherever you put yeah. the widget. And it's just so nice because sometimes we're both so busy. Yeah. And we don't we don't blame each other for being busy. But then I just think like, oh, I need to tell her that I love her. And then I yeah. just quickly <laughs> make the most horrendous three double chin pictures in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, this I love you. Passing my love to you. <laughs> exactly. And then I get one back if she's like, uh, or, or she sends me a picture of her like going on date night. She's like going on date night. And then she has an amazing bosom and she, <laughs> she loves showing that off in, in her dresses and I'm like honey <laughs> and they kind of still be in touch in that way it's just so yeah so amazing. like I'm so grateful for her in my life oh that's so so nice and also yeah. like it's nice that you know you were saying that she is a partner but you've still you know she's prime example of someone that still you can put time and energy into your friendships just as much like there's no reason why you can't and I think it takes that little bit extra effort because it's easy to like fall back when you just have someone there the whole time but it is so so worth it and I think also just the power of female friendships like a lot of what you can get in a relationship you actually can find in female friendships when you put the time and energy into it definitely I've I don't think I've ever felt more loved than with my female friends yeah and that's such because first I, I I was always the girl and I don't want to put myself down as a pick me girl or like <laughs> I'm different from other girls but I used to I'm have chill girl <laughs> I'm different <laughs> it's just I grew up with a lot of guy friends I just always yeah. I kind of fit in better with them because mm-hmm. growing up on my high school there was always like a lot of um drama and and hatred towards other women and they would just be like oh she's doing this and she's doing yeah. that and how can she even wear this and it just wasn't my cup of tea to talk about so I just kind of stick with the guys and you know they had dirty humor and the whole thing yeah. and I was like oh this is my type of humor like yeah this laugh. <laughs> so then I kind of stuck with them and I became this person that was like I don't want to have a lot of female friends because there's always drama yeah I sadly was one of those girls who kind of I've been through my phases like that as well and when I look back and I was like said it I've been like I just like hang out with boys (laughs) (laughs) but I actually think I do think because I actually struggled with that and 
weirdly enough I think it then what I've always said is when someone's like that it kind of reflects on their own insecurities when it's like and I think a lot of people have matured from that stage to a lot of girls that you met in your 20s that were perhaps like that are not like that there are a few but like if I meet those type of girls I'm like bye like you're not wanted here we don't bring down other girls like not not the vibe no I think what was like the first major change in my brain chemistry for this was when I went to South Africa for the first time and I was I think I was 20 yeah I was 20 I had just turned 20 and um I we stayed in a lodge and you shared the room with multiple girls in bunk beds and my bunk bed buddy was Martina Martina was like I mind you we were in the bush so mud branches you know you were you were dirty you would get stuck in the rain um it wasn't a place you would per se see a person like martina stereotypically because Mm -hmm. she was makeup leopard print Um, oh like put together yeah she was she was a girly girl and very like into those types of things and everything but you can ask her anything about leopards she would know she was so incredibly smart and oh, really and then I met Sarah and Sarah liked tight dresses and posting in bikini pics and but she was so sweet and like we we also had a children's program where you would go to schools and help educate and those kinds of things and she was putting everything into that and I remember at some point like three years later like we're still always like every time send a message like how are you doing yeah. and everything and I remember like three years later, I was in a relationship with my with my now ex and I was just scrolling through Instagram and he just stopped my phone and scrolled back and he saw a picture of Sarah and she was posing in a tight dress and she has a great bosom. So that was like yeah. really popping out. <laughs> and he was like, you follow a person like that. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, that's, I was like, I met her in, her in Africa. She, she was in Africa, this type of person. I was like, you're just basing this off of looks yeah so judgy and I was like she's such a nice person she's so smart she's so caring and you're judging her because she has big boobs and she likes to pose for a picture right like where's the problem here it's like his mentality yeah and I think like the first like the first time I actually was like I can be friends with girls girls even though I don't myself find myself very feminine which where my insecurity was. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a lot of girls in high school who were very feminine and like to wear the dresses and the skirts and and they knew how to put on makeup. And I just, I didn't know and I didn't yeah. want to put time into knowing. And because that meant that I would have to get up earlier. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I like sleeping more than yeah. <laughs> I want <laughs> And for me growing up was like, oh, there are so many types of girls. Yeah. And you can be very feminine and still like running around in the bush with a with a hacksaw and and yeah. digging up plants and stuff, and and you can be like me and really like it when a very girly girl wants to put eyeliner on your eyes and you're just yeah. sitting all giggly like oh, I'm gonna look so pretty yeah <laughs> yeah like do my makeup <laughs> yeah please do my makeup it's so therapeutic when one of them goes like bah, 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 with the yeah. little. I love it it's like so like massaging almost yeah I think that like just I think just shows that people just express themselves in different ways like exactly like that like I will when me and my friends go on a holiday I'm like pose for a photo and they're they're like no like one of my friends she's like it's so not that vibe she's like I cannot I'm not even getting the photo with you like I don't even and I'm like so fair like because and I think that's something when we were in our teens, I guess that's the beauty of being in your 20s. I think you kind of grow into yourself so much more and learn to, I now own parts of me that I felt, you know, I had to suppress when I was younger. But I feel like when you're in your teens, you feel like you will have to be one type of girl. Like yeah. you were saying about how you were feeling insecure about, you know, the whole thing of like not feeling like 100% like feminine wanting to wear skirts and dresses the whole time. And I feel like that's something in your teens, you feel like you're trying to fit into that stereotype. You come into your 20s and you're like, oh, actually, like, I can just embrace and be my own person and accept that there are lots of like different types of people. And I think that there's something so, so nice. I guess that's the perk of your 20s. Um, (laughs) 
is that. Yeah, and I think that what I really like now also about social media is that a lot of girls are way more into expressing all those types of sides and that we have come to a worldwide conclusion that if a man calls you, like, it's like, oh, my exes were all crazy. Yeah. That we kind of have, I think, like, I just just these people that were like, oh, yeah, she's crazy and and all those types of things. And now you're just like, no, 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 we're not we're not going to put other women okay. down. We're not going to do that. And I, I am so into that whole new, not per se movement, but that direction we're going in. Yeah, exactly the same. Exactly the same. I think there are so many people, that girls that I have come across that have been like that. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you've said enough. <laughs> you give back. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Cut, nice meeting you. <laughs> I think Ta-ta. as well when you're in your 20s it's actually being mindful about who you spend your time around because I think as well I used to I I like what we are saying I will talk and talk and talk and I think sometimes people are like oh then we'll like catch on to that and then I've ended up with friends that I feel like when you're in like the older I've got I've had to learn how to kind of cut people off that aren't mm. actually that healthy for me because they're like that and then that feeds into your mindset you know it's like the top five people you surround yourself with like yeah kind of reflects they then start to reflect in you and so I think that is something in my 20s as well I've been more like you know you have a lot less time I would say I don't know whether it's with what we do but I always feel like I'm so busy that I'm like I will put energy into the friendships that actually give back and like lift me up yeah. rather than those that uh, I you know when you leave a conversation and you're like mm, I don't feel that getting myself yeah. what I mean like that um so yeah so that it was great so sort of address like friendship in your 20s complex one but yeah it would be different for everyone and then another um thing as well I wanted to discuss like we're saying about like just finding true happiness in your 20s and I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it, but obviously you went through a breakup and sort of, I know a lot of your twenties is like navigating relationships and, oh, yeah, it's going to end up, okay, this is going to have to be like quick. <laughs> um, But sort of, I guess like, just like what we can sort of end on is like, what sort of advice would you give to someone like going through a breakup or having like relationship issues in their twenties at this time? <laughs> you have <Yeah>. 10 minutes. <laughs> cry it out cry cry it all out just I think that was one of the first things I told myself was just feel everything be present and know that it will not percent I don't want to say go away because it depends so much on heartbreak and how it happened and what the what the things were and I think for me what hurt the most was kind of like the betrayal and then this the disloyalty yeah and I, I really was like, okay, look, we must not project the bad things this person has done onto someone who has potential. Yeah. And then you come into a new dating thing and it gets a bit more serious. And I tell them what happened. And I'm like, I, I don't want to project, but it still hurts. Yeah. So I'm still scared. So have those wounds. And yeah, it does. It, it creates, um, I mean, we're saying not trauma, but like it, then. <laughs> it creates something yeah yeah, your anxious brain I think it then like spirals back to that and then you have like a deep fear of rejection of that happening again I think it's mainly like always the fear of rejection you kind of just develop that and I think we also a lot of us are very scared of ending up alone because we don't know how we can be alone with ourselves and um for example my ex had that my ex could not be alone so he met me two weeks after a previous breakup and I mentioned to him yeah I'm not doing that ever again (laughs) yeah I mentioned to him a couple of times before we actually started dating I was like okay I know like you want to you know try something with me but don't you just first want to fool around and kind of see and yeah and feel and then you know we can just be friends and he was like no because I I really there's something about you and when we broke up I was like listen if you ever get a new girlfriend right away like I want to know about it because he had lots of conversations with ex-girlfriends behind my back while we were together 
the ex-girlfriends that I needed to help him heal from. But obviously when it's their birthday, I have to message them something. Yeah. And I was like, no, you don't, honey. You don't. Okay. Yeah, but like they're, they're in the past. And I think like if you're uncomfortable with that as his current partner. Yeah. And I think he immediately like three weeks, four weeks after the breakup, he was already hooking up with someone else. And I think they dated eventually because a year later in October, so last October, um, I we talked, we had a we had a couple of messages and we had been messaging every now and then in between just checking in like how you're doing. And because I was still very angry because I never got an apology. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think I was kind of looking for that for that apology in texting him. He would at some point be like, hey, by the way, what I did was fucked up. And every time you tried to talk to me about it because you were trying to understand it, I would cry and manipulate you into comforting me instead of me comforting you. Yeah. And I think he had some like back like in that October, he just said, I was like, you know, sometimes I want to get really angry at you. But at the same time, like why reopen old wounds? And he was like, yeah, speaking about that, um, I have a new girlfriend since the beginning of this year. And uh, her name is blah, blah, blah. I will not say that out loud because, you know, personal <laughs> but um, and uh, it didn't feel right anymore not to tell you, even though our deal was that if he would find someone right away that he would tell me because I was not going to be the ex he secretly would text. Yeah. And to kind of still disobey that thing was like you have not changed at all in any capacity in any yeah. way and this guy was a freaking therapist for crying out loud he You're was a psychologist no you are kidding me no he helps people he's to... there like advising people yeah yeah on their relationships when he's on like their... possibly codependent and then I was like, there's no self-reflection here at all. So I was like, okay, I was kind of hoping we didn't have to discuss this. And even if you would have had a new girlfriend, you could have been like, hi, I'm doing okay. My parents just moved. I have a new relationship yeah. and we're doing really well. Now it was just kind of like, I have a new relationship. Poke, poke, poke. I will step yeah. you again on that old wound of yours to kind of like make a point or something. And I was like, okay, I'm backing off now. I yeah. don't want to. And then two months later, he texted me on my birthday. Oh, you're not one. Of, you're not one of the exes. Like, yeah, he really hasn't changed. And no, so I text, know, people just I was, some people just don't. Some people just don't. And I texted back. It's like, hello. Um, to be clear, I do not want any more conversations with you or any more commu communication or contact with you after our previous conversation I'm wishing you because his birthday was two weeks after mine so yeah. I said I'm wishing you a happy birthday Christmas and New Year's and I hope you have a good life goodbye <laughs> and he was like oh I didn't understand that from our previous conversation but same to you then yeah. I was like go, go screw yourself I was like this is so no. and then when I... you're when you're trying to heal as well from a breakup mm. not what you want I remember telling him that I was seeing a therapist and I was, I'm seeing a relationship therapist because I needed to repair the relationship with myself and the relationship with other people. And he was like, yeah, but that's not because of me. Right. And I was still so concerned. Oh God, so in denial. Yeah. And I was still so concerned on not hurting. It was like, well, no, it's also because of other things. If he would ask me that was that now, I'd be like, of course, this is about you. Yeah. You hurt me without giving a proper apology where you were like, I was a twat. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No. Out of life, but good riddance. And that's the thing. Those sort of as shit as it feels at the time, like you are so much better off. And it is just, I think, don't suppress emotion. Just. Yeah. My tips are to people going through a breakup, no contact. Delete everything yeah. so you have nothing to look back to. It's going to hurt as shit in the beginning. But the best thing for me that I did was delete the entire WhatsApp conversation. Yeah. Because I yeah, couldn't so look. You don't have to reread anything or yeah. anything. Exactly. Because I couldn't look back anymore to the person I thought I was in love with in the past. Yeah. Because that person was gone exactly and also by I always think when someone leaves your life like it you know see it as an opening door to someone else 
that is more suitable or just yourself and mm-hmm. you like, like exactly what you've done and now you're helping so many people online with that you know if you hadn't had that then you might not be doing what you do now so it all leads to good things hard as it is at the time because you can't see but just take peace in the fact that it always will um so yeah we have two minutes left of our conversation I have absolutely loved having you on thank you so much for coming on um and yeah I hope that has helped sort of people you know in your 20s navigating it all the sorts of things friendships relationships and everything and I think finally quickly what is one question that you would have loved me to ask and how would you have answered it Uh, (laughs) we may not have even time for it (laughs) one and a half minutes (laughs) um 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 what kind of how does social media affect you growing up in your 20s and I think I would have answered it with a lot because we constantly compare ourselves to everything we see and back in the day we couldn't do that and now we just immediately think because everybody is most of the time showing the highlights that we are running behind on becoming a good and successful person in our 20s and I just want everybody to know that most of those things not per se are fake but they are very well constructed little videos to make it look like social media people are living a perfectly good life and they're taking out away the crying the heartbreaks the food poisonings or whatever yeah yeah so just just remember that those people are just very good and really exactly yeah and I think on that note thank you so much for coming on thank you I'm gonna come out and visit you now (laughs) (laughs) we'll record a second podcast um and yeah thank you so much and speak soon